The offseason has officially begun. A move has been made. Anthony Hitchens is okay, folks. He's just not going to be in Kansas City much longer. We're going to get to that, the impact, what comes next, all with Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Network for your team every day. We are free on all the platforms. You can find us everywhere. And thanks for making us your first listen. If you would, check out another Locked On show, maybe the Locked On Draft show. You might hear a familiar voice over there. Uh, we're free on YouTube as well. You can check that out, like, sub, and do the stuff there. I'm your host, Ryan Tracy. This is uh, about analytics about performance that's what i do at rogue analytics performance consulting as well as rgr football and on the draft show um you can find me at brian tracy nfl on twitter you can find matt at over here at matt Derrick. it's all one word uh and you can also find him at chiefsdigest.com the man with the plan and on the beat how are you matt Derrick? I'm hanging in there, Ryan. Um, you know, you're talking about the off season. I realized I think we have just passed the midpoint of the NFL off season because we're not what nine days away from the Super Bowl. We're right. like we're uh, about three weeks away from the beginning of the new league year, and the, the combine is less than a week away. <laughs> I mean, the NFL off season is almost over. Right, it's just flying by, and we're we're already <laughs> we're heading into 2022. We're ready. Uh, I'm glad you're ready. I have a lot more film to watch. I am working on that. But <laughs> with the combine right around the corner, um, however thin the entourages will be, um, I will have something out on that on the RGR channel, folks, about this back and forth of what the process is. It all leads up to being able to make selections, fit them under your cap. And in order to get that cap space, sometimes you have to make some maneuvers. One was made today uh, with the release of veteran linebacker Anthony Hitchens. He has Departed from the team, saving them quite a bit. Uh, 8.4 against the cap is what they've recovered, and that does go a long way. Uh, Matt, this was not an unexpected move, but how did the timing come across to you? Yeah, this was uh, about the timing that I think we probably should have expected. I mean, it's most of these, you're going to have a handful of these salary cap moves um, that will happen before the beginning of the new league year on March 16th. Um, remember, once the new league year begins, you might you'll have another wave of moves when teams can you know designate the the June first cuts and be able to spread those cuts over this year and next year. So there's a couple of waves here, but yeah, for the players that uh, you know uh, that the Chiefs can walk away from now, and it's not going to really make a, a difference. Like with Anthony Hitchens, only had one year left on his contract, um, wasn't going to be any difference as far as whether he's available now or in two weeks. But the Chiefs need salary cap space now going into the new year. And by walking away from Hitchens, um, this is a pretty good indication that not in the plans for next year. There's no you know restructure or renegotiation to try and shoe him, horn him in for one more season. So that's it for the Anthony Hitchens area in Kansas City. Yeah, and there's going to be questions, of course. Um, a lot of folks enjoy his leadership, enjoy having a steady hand at the linebacker level. Uh, when they ask me this afternoon and tomorrow, Hey, they let him go, but can they bring him back on a vet men deal and that kind of thing? Can they get him back in the room? Um, I should tell them, no, that's not in the cards, or they would have done something and announced it now, right? Yeah, I mean, if something like that were in the cards, it could easily have been done now. I mean, is there zero chance of it? Uh, there's not zero. I mean, Anthony Hitchens, right. if he decides he wants to play in 22, and he goes out and decides and discovers there's not any real you know, money offers out there and doesn't have many options, could come back. Um, but I... 
just don't see that happening at this point. It's interesting the way that you put that, if he decides to play in 22. Do you think that um, we know that there's been a, a physical decline a bit in his time in Kansas City? Um, I wouldn't put it as as catastrophic at this point, but do you think that it is a possibility that, that he may choose to retire? I mean, I always think it's a possibility with any NFL player in this day and age. I mean, the money is so great that honestly, um, it, it surprises me that some players play as long as they do. And Anthony Hitchens has made good money in this league, um, getting ready to turn 30. Like you said, I mean, it's, it, and he has been for the most part, um, a bit of an Iron Man. I mean, he hasn't had any, you know, serious injury that kept him out an extended period of time. But the little nicks and dings pile up. I mean, and, and and Hitchens has had a little bit of everything here and there. I mean, and once you get past 30, those can just get even worse. So, you know, I would certainly expect that going forward, um, you know, Hitchens hasn't always been a 16-game guy. He's been ordered down the new era 17-game guy. Um, but he's consistently played. I, I got the sense that, that Hitch loves the game. He's probably going to play for as long as he possibly can. But at the same time, I also get the sense that I don't think that Hitch is just going to go out there and, and beat his head against the wall for a vet minimum. Um, he's got some young kids. He's got a family. So those are all, all always factors, too. Um, that never surprised me when, when players walk away from the game early. But I would, I would expect that Hitch is probably going to look and see what's out there. And I think in a scheme that is more reminiscent of what he's been asked to do but prior to joining the Chiefs, um, I think he might have some some offers out there. We'll have to see. Uh, we're going to go over here in a little bit how this affects the team and, and what it's done to progress them to this point. But what they are missing is a guy that uh, repped within the top three easily, um, although he was not the top um, play snap count of the linebacker group this season for the first time in quite a while. And so that actually leaves a hole, I think, uh, we expect Ben Neiman to be a free agent as well. We'll see if he tests the waters. I don't know what that holds for him currently, but I, I have a little bit of trouble seeing him back in Kansas City uniform. So with this move, that tells me that youth is still, despite back-to-back uh, second-round pick selections at the position in years past, something that they're going to have to get done either in free agency or this draft. Am I on track? Well, I think you're on track, but I, you know, to me, the first thing that this move tells me is that they feel like that the the draft selection of Nick Bolton last year worked. Um, if they had any qualms or concerns whatsoever about Nick Bolton being the the Mike linebacker and being the quarterback of this defense going into 22, Anthony Hitchens would still be on this team. They'd figure out a way to make it work. Um, this tells you that that draft pick paid off. They're ready for Nick Bolton to take over the lead. Um, you know, hey, there's going to be still be plenty of questions about, you know, hey, is Nick Bolton a, a three down linebacker in this league? You know, and he's got to be able to answer that. I mean, that's the next challenge for for Bolton is to, you know, continue to, to build on what he's done so far and progress. But at this point, the first thing it tells you is that, that, hey, they're ready for Nick Bolton era to begin. So there is still work to be done. I mean, that, that linebacker room is not done. I mean, they've got a couple of really good young pieces that they like and Gay and Bolton. Uh, you're right. I mean, outside of that, then, you know, your two most veteran guys and Neiman and Hitchens now are not under contract for next year. Um, Neiman's a question mark. I mean, you know, we'll see. I think the Chiefs would like to have him back. But once again, it comes down to money. And, you know, when you get to those fourth and fifth linebacker positions, honestly, that those are positions that you just can't pay those guys very much. They need to be young players in this league with what the Chiefs are doing defensively, especially if they're going to stay in a 3-4, you know, that fourth and fifth linebacker are going to be special teams players. So 
you know, yeah, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs went shopping for a linebacker, whether, you know, it is somebody in free agency to just round out that group. If it is in the draft, even to to be able to find because uh, Dorian O'Daniel is kind of, you know, up in the air too going forward. So, you know, they've got a couple of more things to figure out there at that linebacker group. And we're going to get into that and what the ramifications are here after we talk um, about some of our friends at Bet Online. Football season might be over, but basketball is picking up steam, and all the pro and college hoops are going right now. March Madness is on the way as well. Lots of odds, totals, player performances, props, anything you can think of where you want to know what is the odds to lay. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting action. It doesn't necessarily have to be basketball either. It can be any kind of sports, hockey, boxing, UFC, pro soccer, anything out there that you want to put some action on, you can do it. BetOnline remains the best place for all of your sports scores and podcasts and news this season, next season, and every season. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action and get the news that you need to be smart about laying your odds at Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you to them. What this means for the team is convoluted, to say the, the least. It, there are options there. Uh, you can hear more about some of the draft options if you go check out the Locked On NFL Draft here on YouTube. Please check that out. And you can subscribe on any of the free platforms for audio as well. Uh, Matt, when we take a look, you, you hinted about it before. Um, the affirmation of what they wanted in Nick Bolton comes from this move. I think that's clearly um, evident across the board. I think they're happy with Willie Gay as well. The The question becomes, and I think this is a golden opportunity, like you you said, with Hitchens and Nimi, your two most experienced linebackers, and then a role player in Dorian Tannehill, all being free agents. It allows you to remake this level of the defense nearly in its entirety. And I think we've been stuck with some players uh, or we've seen the Chiefs be stuck with some players that are built for the base when this defense wants to go to the nickel and the dime constantly. Do you think that in terms of prioritization, is it a second linebacker with the the coverage skills, the athleticism of Willie Gay that could be, like you said, the third down linebacker that comes in and maybe Nick Bolton is the first and second down kind of guy? I know there's some some conversations to be had there. Or do you think that this team needs to go out and look for a true uh, powerful, like first and second Sam type linebacker to pair with them in the base? Yeah, that's a really good question. And to me, it, it goes to, I think, what the, the Chiefs feel is the future look of this defense. Um, you know, and, and we probably, and this is, I, I think, a really great question that we would ask Spags at some point during the offseason when we get a chance to, is just, uh, you know, how he views what their defensive scheme is right now. Remember, they brought in Joel Cullen as their new defensive line coach, which, you know, has a history of working a lot more with 3-4 defenses, whereas the Chiefs are, you know, in the 43 right now. Uh, that's curious to me about how it all fits together. But as you said, I mean, with the way that the Chiefs play sub packages, 4-3 is just, you know, it's it's it may be their base, but they're not in base that often. And increasingly, you know, when you get more and more, you know, three down linemen looks and everything, which the Chiefs have done plenty, even though they do play a 4-3, um, you, you do need different personnel. And, you know, so what are they looking for? I mean, if the Chiefs won, if they, if they believe that, that Nick Bolton is – is more suited to being a first and a second down guy and is not that ideal piece for a third down package. You're looking for, you know, an upgraded Ben Neiman. You're looking for a guy that can 
play downhill, that can blitz a little bit, but most importantly, can cover, like you said. I mean, can can do a, f- a few different things. Um, maybe doesn't have the hit power that a Nick Bolton has that's going to make you know people pay and pay him in the run game. Um, but, you know, somebody who can do a little bit of different things because the Chiefs like that, and Steve Spagnuolo likes that that linebacker, that Mike linebacker especially, in their third down package to be a guy that can cover a tight end, you know, somebody who can blitz, you know, blitz the quarterback. I mean, he wants him to be a little bit different and not that, you know, maybe Willie Gay couldn't be that, but you know, you're looking for a Jack of all trades. And that's the one thing that, Hey, Ben Neiman was kind of that because he has a, had a high football IQ and knew how to play all those roles, even though it maybe wasn't the most physically blessed. Ideally, you want somebody that's like that. I mean, it's just, it's maybe it's a Ben Neiman with a high football IQ, but just a little bit more athleticism. Absolutely. Uh, folks, go watch uh, Chad Mooma's film. I'll just tell you guys that, uh, Wyoming linebacker. Uh, there are options around that. And like you said, it does come down to what Spags wants to do. And now that I take a step back even farther, because of all the free agency on the, the front line as well, the defensive line. This is an opportunity to really change the entire front seven. I have a hard time seeing that, though. Despite Collins' experience in the 3-4, I don't think Spags wants to run that. He never has that I'm aware of, unless it is a, a true like eight-man coverage and you're only rushing three, not a true like five technique and, and everybody take on double teams kind of thing. So um, what do you see that – does this give us any clue about whether Spags would be open to some of that because of the hiring of Collins? Yeah, and and at this point, this is just purely me seeing what I'm seeing and asking some questions. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, there's nothing that we've heard from yet from Steve Spagnuolo or Brett Veach or Andy Reid or anybody yet that's given us any indications. But I, it, it just makes me curious because, you know, once again, you know, the Chiefs' highest paid defender at, the, at this point, you know, assuming that, that Frank Clark is not going to be around, it's going to be Chris Jones going forward. And, you know, Chris Jones has continued to be a, a, a very good interior player, but you know what? Chris Jones, you're paying him to be the second best defensive tackle in the league. And you know what he is, is that he is one of the best three, four defensive tackles in football and maybe the best three, four guy, you know, you're, you're, you've been kind of asking for, you know, Chris Jones to do some things that just aren't his style and that he's not as good at, not that he's not still good, but he was a beast in the three, four, um, I'm just curious. It makes me wonder because I, I still I'm, I'm starting to look at a team that certainly from a personnel standpoint looks better suited to a 34. But if your defensive coordinator doesn't want to play it, you're not going to play it. So, you know, that's that's the bottom line. So, I mean, we need to hear from Spags and it'll be a good indication, you know, once we get a chance to talk to him later in the spring, what their plans are. Maybe we'll get some hints from from free agency if they go out and they bring in a bunch of three, four guys. Um, in March, we'll probably know the answer to that. Um, but right now, I'm just I'm just asking questions. I don't have an answer to him at this point, but I'm just asking questions. No, you got to start with the questions before you can get an answer. I'm I'm completely with that. And what that means for the rest of the acquisition for the linebacker group in particular, we're going to get into that. Maybe there's a trade out there. Maybe there's an acquisition not necessarily on the radar right now. We'll get to that coming up next. You've heard us talk about these things before. These are built bars and you have to take advantage of them. The new year is rolling, whether your resolution is or not, but these things are here to help you, whether they're a meal replacement or a, a substitute for something that you normally would take in, maybe isn't quite as healthy for you. All you have to do is try the, the puffs or try the marshmallow flavors or any of these like 
the coconut almond, you have the toffee almond, uh, all kinds of options for you that taste great. They taste like a candy bar. They provide the protein that you need, 130 calories on average, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein that you need to get through the day. And they're all covered in real, actual, real chocolate. So you get a taste of what you're looking for as well. You can replace meals. You can actually supplement meals. You can do whatever you need to do to get through the day. And we have a special offer for you. Go to built.com and use our code LOCKED15. Get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, Matt, before I get trade happy, because I know a lot of people want to, and sometimes I get carried away with that as well. There are a couple of free agents out there, um, some like big performing names that don't necessarily match big salaries. I think the number one thing for me, though, when I look at, at either uh, the free agent group or w- what could be possible in the draft is I think what they've shown the last couple of years in drafting Willie Gay and Nick Bolton back-to-back is the youth movement at linebacker is predominant. No matter what, this has to be a player on, on the south side of 27 in, in my estimation. So that really limits the number of second contract guys that could be free agents. But do you think that they'll just be stomping the grass? Do you think they'll be going hard after a free agent linebacker? Yeah, to me, it's really curious because, you know, we've we talked a little bit about it. I mean, you look at the the free agent, you know, classes in a couple of these different spots. And, you know, if you're looking at, if you're drawing a line from an edge rusher perspective, it's going to be really, really tough, I think, to, to get what you're looking for in free agency because there's a lot of guys out there that are just old. Um, it's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be pushing 30 plus. Um, now, if you're drawing a line a little bit differently and looking at the linebacker spot, I mean, there are some younger opportunities out there at that spot. Uh, it's just, it's just, once again, it comes down to fit. Um, I mean, I know. Like, let's just take a, a name at random. I mean, Hassan Reddick going to be a free agent. You know, you look at a, a guy like that and you look at just the production, you'd say, okay, well, that may be, maybe that's a really nice fit. Is that a good fit for what Steve Spagnuolo does defensively? I don't know. No. I can't make that case. And that's, that's the really, really, to me, tough thing about looking at, you know, this front seven, you know, free agency group is that it either looks like guys that are past 30, which you hate spending money on. Or it's a, a group that doesn't fit what the Chiefs do defensively. And that makes it tough. I mean, there's there's probably a few guys that are out there that the Chiefs would certainly be interested in. But if you want to trade, that opens up a lot more possibilities. And mm-hmm. you know, and the Chiefs certainly have some currency. I mean, and Brett Veach has never shown, you know, he's not gonna shy away from making a deal. So I, I to me. And probably especially, you know, those two spots, edge and linebacker and just that front seven in general. I mean, if you're looking for a tremendous impact upgrade, you're probably going to have to look at a trade. It makes sense. I'm I'm reticent about that only because of the value. I think that a, the up to and including the third round picks, I think could be up for grabs. I have trouble seeing them pull trigger for even a, a younger competent coverage linebacker at, at the third round level but that doesn't preclude anything I, I let me ask you this for me if I'm trying to develop it and advise Brett Veach about how to go with this I think what we do see here is with the evacuation of the rest of the linebacker group particularly the backups uh, there is a hole there specifically for a veteran type to be kind of the steadier hand uh, maybe a bit of a mentor somebody that can bring the experience to the room. 
But I feel like that's best spent on a true backup level player. Am I wrong? No, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, and I mean, especially, if, I mean, looking at the linebacker group, I mean, the Chiefs, especially with their current scheme, they've not been opposed to going fairly light there. And now one reason for that is that you've had Dan Sorensen. That is a guy that you can pretty much count as being a part of that linebacker group. That's allowed the Chiefs to go with even four linebackers at a time because Dan Sorensen was really a linebacker. And they even used some of their other safeties in that way, too. Now, suddenly, if you're pulling out Tyron Matthew and you're pulling out Dan Sorensen, now you got to, you know, you need another chess piece there. And yeah, the Chiefs, you know, drafted Dorian O'Daniel with the idea that maybe he was going to be that role. And it's just never worked out. I mean, he's been a very fine special teams player, but, mm-hmm. you know, three, four seasons now. And he had, he did, he did not become that, you know, tweener guy that could swing back and forth between linebacker and safety. Um, you know, is there a player out there that the Chiefs like that could fit that kind of role? Um, they're developing a couple of guys, you know, certainly Zane Anderson and Devin Key, I think could absolutely compete for jobs on this team as that third and fourth safety. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. Anderson probably fits that model a little bit better, but whether he's ready to be able to pick up some of those linebacker spots is a question mark. But absolutely, you know, the, with the way that the, the way that NFL rosters are constituated, situated right now and the way that the Chiefs are, you know, they've made their investment in the resources and they're going to have to probably make some money investments too with Bolton and Gay. So that third, fourth and fifth linebacker are exactly what you said. I mean, they've got to be cheap. They've got to be young. They've got to be affordable. Um, you can't, this is not where the Chiefs were when they signed Anthony Hitchens back in the day. Right. This is not where you're at. You're not going to be, if the Chiefs are not going out there and signing a linebacker to a $35 million five-year deal, that's not what they're in the market for, and they can't afford it. And I don't think that part is going to change anytime soon. And it's interesting that you bring up Sorensen, who is also set to be free agent. Uh, is this also an ability that if you get enough athleticism at the linebacker spot, if you get another true linebacker that is a true cover LB, does that allow you to shift how much your third safety has to be in the box? Can this allow them to go to more of a true coverage dime look and make themselves more adaptable to defend the pass. That's 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 a key question to me, and I mean, and that's one of the things that, I mean, the Chiefs have tried to do. They they have wanted to be able to have that flexibility with having extra defensive backs on the field, is that it allows them to defend the pass a little bit better. They haven't done that always, and maybe that's because they haven't had the right personnel. Maybe it's been a little bit of scheme, you know, and in twenty one. It was probably a little bit about, you know, maybe erosion of some skills at some per- certain spots because they were certain starting to get older a couple of those positions in the middle of the field. Um, they're going to have some new faces there. I mean, you know, when you're talking about defense now, you know, Hitchens was a guy that, it, you know, you certainly didn't mind dropping back into pass coverage. And he was, you know, the work on an, uh, at, at most tight ends in the league, at least at a serviceable level. Um, Dan Sorens is a guy you're not afraid to have, you know, cover a little bit, but that got tougher and tougher for him in, in 21. So now you're looking at really kind of, and let's put Anthony Hitchens in that basket of what he was in 21, which as you said, I mean, you know, he wasn't the dominant snap leader. I mean, that wasn't what he was in 21. He was a role player for the Chiefs, especially at the end of 21. So you're not looking, and Anthony Hitchens, you're not looking to replace your number one linebacker. You're looking to replace basically your number three linebacker and you're replacing your number three safety. But both of those guys spend a lot of time in the middle of the field 
and there are a couple of guys that cover a lot. So you need those positions to be flexible. And, and you also need them, I think, in this day and age in the NFL. I think Spags has kind of recognized that you need those guys to be multiple position guys. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not even sure at this point, as good as I think Dan Sorensen's been as a number three safety, and I feel like that he's probably never gotten his due as being, you know, a really good in that role. It's the 27 year old Dan Sorensen you want in that role. You know, yes. you just need a little bit more speed at that spot. You need to get younger and you're going to have to do the same thing with Hitchens. You just want that to be a spot where you get younger and you get faster because you got to be able to, to cover in this league. I, I think that's the way that it's going. And then the longer we talk about this topic, the more I think it, it has to be in terms of guys that are going to play significant snaps. It really has to be somebody younger. So even a 26, 27-year-old free agent at the linebacker spot probably isn't enough because then we're going to be in the same cycle that we've seen the last four years where you make the signing and it's it's proficient on the field, but every year that goes by, you're losing performance. That is the natural flow of things in this league. So uh, maybe we really do need to see what's in that draft class. Uh, I think there's a lot of options at both of those spots, so we'll see what happens. But we're going to be back with Matt here next week and make sure that we check in on on the precursors to free agency and what might come flying around. Um, I hope that you're resting up, Matt, because it's going to be pretty furious here. Yeah, we got we got a couple of busy weeks ahead of us. I mean, the Combine's coming up, and then after that, new league year. So, yeah, between now and the middle of March, there's going to be a lot going on. Last question for today, though. Do we see any more moves between now and the, and the time we talk next week? Yeah, uh, probably a couple. I mean, there might be some decisions. I mean, a guy, like I said, you know, uh, a player like Dan Sorensen that's not under contract right now, maybe he'll give us an indication about what his future plans are. Um, the big question mark is going to be Frank Clark. I mean, that that deal is built for an out and a decision to be made. Um, remember the Chiefs at this point, even with the money that they say with Anthony Hitchens, they don't have enough money yet under the salary cap to squeeze in the Orlando expected Orlando Brown franchise tag designation, which, you know, they need to make that decision by March 8th. And they've got to be able to fit him under the, the, the top 51 salary cap beginning the first you know minute of the league year. So they've got a, a couple of moves and Frank Clark alone could get them that move. You know, if they if they either let go of Frank Clark or restructure the contract. That's the big one. We'll see. I mean, that's the one to keep your eye on if there's any news there. Anything else is going to be some minor moves, but I, I would certainly expect you to see some veterans like, you know, maybe Dan Sorensen deciding on what their future is going to be before the beginning of free agency. I have to think so as well, folks. You can find out more around the free agent world on Locked On NFL. Make sure you check that out on all the platforms. Matt, thank you for the taking the time. Getting us up to date from the Chiefs themselves. Uh, I hope that we don't have to do anything emergency before next week. But if we do, I'll call you up. There you go. I'm always there for you, Ryan. Take care, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, folks. You have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. I have some guests lined up for you. We're going to have a good time looking at this roster, and we'll talk to you then.